Are you sitting in a space where you are struggling with anxiety? Do you feel like a prisoner to the cycles of depression? Do you feel stuck in your life and feel frustrated and lost, but yet you know there is so much more on the other side of this mental breakdown? I want to hold your hand through this therapeutic life healing journey. I will help you navigate emotional healing, spiritual growth, and taking action so you can align your mind, body, and spirit to completely transforming your life. You are worthy of the life of your dreams, of stepping into your power and experiencing your breakdown as your breakthrough. Hey, I'm Adit. I'm a therapist, a mindset coach, and I want to partner with you so we can heal your life together. Welcome back to Therapeutic Life Healing with me, Adit, your host. It's so great that you are here today and investing in your healing and growth journey. Today's topic is going to be the eight signs of hyper-independence. So if you've heard things like you're really generous and you are very ambitious and you're hardworking and you're so independent, those are maybe something to pause and reflect and see if there's something more there. And we'll go into details about what that is. But before we dive in, I want to thank you for tuning in today's episode and taking the time out for yourself to invest in your healing journey. I want to give shout outs to where you're tuning in from. I see folks tuning in from all over the world, out in the U.S. I see tons of folks in California, Florida, Pennsylvania, Texas, Illinois. Thank you so much for tuning in. Friends out in Canada, I see you out in Ontario and British Columbia, New Brunswick. Thank you so much for being here. And friends out in Japan and Norway and the UK, Zambia. Hello, friends in Spain, India, Mexico, Nigeria, Chile, Ireland, Greece, France, and Sweden, just to name a few. Thank you, thank you for being here. I hope that you browse around, see some other episodes that might spark your interest, and share it with a friend. We definitely need more positive uh, messages in the world these days, and sharing an episode that really really stands out to you and speaks to you and sharing it with one friend that you have in mind or a family member and send it to them, text the episode to them and be sure to leave a review. I would love to hear from you and what you think about this podcast show. And without further ado, let's go ahead and dive in today's episode. So many of you will probably relate to some of these statements. Maybe you've been, again, told that you work really hard and you even yourself feel like it's really hard to ask for help. Raise your hand if that's you. I know I definitely have had times where I've struggled asking for help because I just didn't want to seem weak or I wanted to prove something to myself or I didn't want to be a burden to others. So these thoughts are so common, especially for folks who have had trauma and have had experience in their life where they've had to just really rely on themselves. Especially sometimes we live in a culture that is encouraging hyper-independence. So there's many reasons to it. It doesn't necessarily mean that there has to have been trauma, but these are some eight signs that I want you to pay attention to. And before we dive into them, I want you to just think about Uh, How often, you know, being too independent can make you feel more isolated and emotionally distant from the people around you. 
We rely on ourselves too much that we end up making people feel like we don't trust them or we don't want them around. And this kind of behavior, most likely, it can, again, stem from a trauma experience. And studies have found that uh, when we teach ourselves to trust ourselves only, then that's the only way we think that we have to get through life. And that is the only way we think that we can work through whatever the problem is. And again, this can come from a place of just feeling like you don't trust anybody else with your issue or your problem. You don't want to seem weak. So I want you to just take a moment to think about these eight signs and just pause, reflect, and see which ones stand out to you. Maybe not all of them will resonate, but some of them may. And the ones that do, just think about it. Think about what your life experiences have been like, what lessons have really, uh, maybe have you've taken away from life that you feel like you have to be the only one to solve whatever it is. Maybe you have difficulty letting go of control. And so again, it comes back to this hyper-independence. Now there is a healthy level of independence we all need, we all crave, we all should feel in our lives. But when we go, again, too much of anything is never a good thing, right? So even in in, in the independence world, too much hyper-independence is not a good sign either. And something to work on, something to heal through, And just even bringing your conscious awareness to it will be something that you can unlock to really start transforming and changing. Uh, For me, that was just realizing that I had a hard time asking for help. And I started to mindset shift around that and saying like, actually, people do want to help me and I have options for help. And it's not weak to ask for help. In fact, it actually shows my intelligence and my intelligence really connected to my inner self that I know I need additional help or support and it would actually make things go faster in my healing and my growth and why waste time, precious time in life where I can reach whatever my goal is and I know I'm worthy of healing. That is when you really start transforming and changing and growing and healing. Uh, Not to say that it doesn't cross your mind ever again, because I still have those thoughts, but I have come a long way. So if this is you, think about this. Uh, Here are the eight signs. The first sign is if you're a very private person. You know, has anyone ever told you you're so secretive and mysterious or you don't really share much? Do people constantly tell you you're such a closed book or they have a hard time reading you um, and try opening up every once in a while? Maybe you've heard that in your lifetime. While we all certainly definitely have a right to our privacy and we want to keep things confidential and to ourselves, it's no doubt that we all have a right to do that and should be respecting that. There's just a difference between being a private person and wanting to keep things completely to ourselves and closed off from others. That's the difference is when you're closed off from others, um, even the people closest to you, they don't really know what you're thinking, what you're struggling with, that you're such a private person. Um, And I would examine that, you know, thinking about what's getting in the way. Is it pride? Is it ego? Is it not wanting to be a burden, not feeling like anyone else can help you or support you. Number two, you're a workaholic, you're an overachiever. 
you're maybe the last one out the door. You feel like this is just how you are and you get praised for it. You're told uh, that you're, you know, such a hard worker and you got a promotion because of that. So there's ways that you're being rewarded. But if you're the kind of person who always likes to be busy and tends to throw themselves into work or studies, being hyper independent could be a possible reason why. You focus more on your career and your academics because you're scared to let yourself have a life outside of those things. You don't really get to know other parts of yourself and what you like. And so it becomes easy to just stay focused because you've built an identity around that. You keep yourself preoccupied because you want to have an excuse to cancel plans and not spend time with loved ones or be by yourself for a long period of time. Sometimes it's scary to sit with our own thoughts. So if you think about just throwing yourself into work all the time, well, then it becomes easier not to think about whatever's on your mind and let your mind wander. That might feel really scary for you. Number three, you don't delegate tasks. So this can be related to control. You don't trust anybody else. Again, coming back to trust and control, you only trust yourself. So again, this hyper-independence to not delegate tasks because you feel like no one else can do it the way you do it and you don't trust them and you you maybe say you don't want to burden them but really you just want to control the situation right so every time you're in a position of power or leadership role your biggest weakness is always your difficulty delegating tasks to others whether it's again at school or at work social events family you know events friend events most of the time you just end up giving yourself all the most important tasks and handing out only the easy or just you know really no tasks to everyone else and uh, if not, you also have a bad habit of micromanaging everything to make sure all the tasks are done to your liking. So if you did hand out tasks, you might have been told you're micromanaging or maybe people just, you know, you can maybe sense that people feel micromanaged by you because, it, again, it comes back to not trusting other people will do the things you need them to do and you'd rather just do it all yourself, which brings us to the next point, which is number four. You have a hard time asking for help. This is one I have definitely struggled with. So no matter how much you might be struggling, you never are someone who's going to ask someone for help to help you get out of a situation, to work through a problem. And oftentimes it, it isn't because we're prideful or arrogant, which, you know, sometimes it, it might be that, but likely it's because you don't want to ever have to need other people. Again, it comes from this hyper-independent place where you really rely on yourself and to ask for help feels very scary. You may also have a problem trusting others and believing in their good intentions, as well as a fear of being seen as a burden or a nuisance, which I definitely struggled with that part, which again are all signs of hyper-independence. Number five, you're used to doing everything by yourself, whether it's grocery shopping, watching a movie, finding a movie. These days, there's so many streaming apps, uh, running errands, eating out, just making decisions day to day. You're just used to doing everything by yourself. You've spent your time and money on your own terms, and you only go out with other people when they invite you, not the other way around. And while it's definitely important to have a good relationship with ourselves and get comfortable with being alone, sometimes uh, the same goes for socializing and spending time with loved ones as well. So really starting to, again, let people in to support you, help you with 
certain day-to-day tasks so that you don't feel like you're having to just do everything by yourself. Number six, you decide everything by yourself. Kind of going back to that decision-making. You make all the most important decisions in your life by yourself, and you rarely ask anyone for their opinion or input, which I get it totally. You know, there's a way of wanting to tune in the, um, you know, dial in and, and think about what you want and your expectations of yourself and not really hearing the noise outside. But there's a balance. Again, t- this is when you're, again, kind of too much of anything is just not also healthy. So you don't really ever consider the important people, the people who matter, who who know, you know, you know that they have their their best interests in you and your well-being too. Um, and you don't really consider what they think it would be best because you want to make those choices by yourself and only yourself. And while you might think that's a good thing, it actually shows just how much your sense of hyper-independence is alienating you from those around you. You just could have been uh, someone who had no say growing up or in early adulthood. And so now that you get to make decisions, you just have a very protective nature over those and you don't let anyone in. Number seven, you struggle with long-term relationships, whether it's love or friendship. You've always had a hard time maintaining long-term relationships. And if you're being honest with yourself, you know it's because you tend to keep the people you care about at an emotional distance. You feel uncomfortable opening up to them or getting too intimate with them. And you always worry that you spend too much time together. So you've always been told that you're not the best at making people feel wanted or needed and you never chase after anyone who leaves. Number eight, you dislike needy people, right? They might trigger you. You might feel yourself just cringe when people quote unquote, ask for help, right? You feel like, why are they asking for help? Whenever you see someone acting, even the slightest bit needy, you immediately turn off and run the other way. You don't like it when friends keep asking you to spend more time with them or when family members text and call you a lot, you feel just easily smothered or suffocated by other people's attempts to get close to you and are often quick to shoot them down. And why, you might ask, it's because you think being needy is a sign of weakness and no one should ever need anyone else but themselves, in your opinion. You know, I definitely can relate to many of these eight signs and have had to really face those things within myself and see where things served me and where I was being too hyper-independent and where and why that was. Where did I learn that from? Why was that in my life? And did I learn it from someone? Or what experiences taught me that or shaped that in my life? And there's good reasons for them. So it's not to dismiss your own life experiences. The world can be super harsh and you have had probably experiences that were not easy to go through and live through. And so it makes sense that you are really hyper-independent. You have to pause and think about, is this still serving me? Now at this point in my life, do I really need to continue um, really just this way when I can let go of some things and really face these parts of myself that at one point maybe served me or helped me get through and survive some hard days, but I no longer am in that survival mode. So where can I ease up, let go and ask for help or receive support and open up and again, build connection with other people who want to be there. 
you know, whether it was a toxic relationship, a falling out with a friend, being abandoned by a parent, or some other kind of traumatic experience or loss, grief and loss, for sure, that really can trigger it. Um, it, it is probably what has made you that way now, and it's okay. It's good that you learn to cope with it in your own way. But again, not letting that have to keep letting it define you. And when you look back at you know your life, you want to feel like you were connected to the people around you and to your environment and that you weren't alone because you don't have to be at this point anymore, just evaluating how independence is good, but hyper independent um, that can feel suffocating and isolating. And there's nothing wrong with people needing other people. We're humans. We're meant to actually need each other and, um, you know, really dropping into that place of permission to be that person who connects with others and receives support, love, help, and asks for it and knows that it's okay. No matter how hard we might try, we can't do everything all on our own. We're not meant to. We thrive in community. We thrive best when we work in teams. And this hyper-focus on the I is going to hurt you in the long run if it isn't already. And it is scary to need someone or want them around and even scarier to let ourselves love them and be vulnerable um, and being close and having meaningful relationships. But that is what is making life worthwhile. When we look back, that is what makes our life fulfilling and enriched and There's no amount of money that can buy that. So I hope that this episode really speaks to you and remembering that vulnerability is the only bridge we have to build connections with others and ourselves. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and I'll see you here next time. Thank you for being here. Take good care of yourself and take good care of each other. Thank you so much for listening to the Therapeutic Life Healing Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please take a moment right now and think of one friend you can share your biggest aha moment from this episode. And if you haven't already, please leave me a review. I read each and every single one of them. I know you're someone who values helping others. And by taking these actions, you help me help more people. And as a thank you, I would love to send you my free squirrel quiz to help you discover your unique life balance and boundaries. You can access this free quiz by going to aditsi.com and signing up. I hope you find the moments of peace throughout your week you so deserve. Be well, friend, and see you next Friday.